Welcome to the Feisty Hippie Podcast. I'm your host, Gabby, and I've created this podcast to share messages with you all to expand your consciousness. This podcast will touch on a wide array of subjects, including psychology, spirituality, subconscious reprogramming, feminine leadership, and more. Stay tuned. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Feisty Hippie Podcast. I'm your host, Gabby, and today I want to change your mind and switch your perspective on the idea of manifestation, the idea of shifting your reality, of creating your reality, and how possible it is for you because There are things that you can do today to step into a whole new version of you. They don't take money. They don't take time. They don't take away your freedom. And I want to share, you know, this perspective shift today because something big in my life right now, and it has been for a while, is this idea of not wanting to sacrifice anything anymore, not wanting or not even needing to. Because if you desire something, right, then why are you putting 857 blocks in front of yourself before you can get it? Why do we have to sacrifice one thing in order to get another? It's a program in your mind that tells you that that's the way it goes. But does it really have to go that way? It does not. That was just a little a little side thing coming in hot for you. But I want to start today by talking about how you are already creating your reality. It's a choice to consciously do it. It's a choice to be the creator, to step into your vast creator consciousness. And once you become aware of that choice, it makes this whole, you know, game of life super freaking fun. So if you haven't heard me say it already, you are creating your reality. And if you don't like the reality that's in front of you right now, that statement can be very triggering. Why would I create, you know, a toxic relationship? Why would I create poverty for myself? Why would I create, you know, um, no valuable connections in my life? Why would I create no money? And the truth is, that your conscious mind can ask all of these questions, but your subconscious knows why. Whether it is, you know, an addiction to being the victim or getting some secondary gain from being in a shitty circumstance, like you can't afford your rent so you can go mooch off someone else. Um, Whatever it is, right? It's keeping you safe somehow. I want you to understand that. And... It goes back to the fact, right? If I tell you that you're consciously creating your reality, what I want you to know is that 95 to 99% of where you are creating from is coming from your subconscious mind. So essentially, you are creating your reality from a place that you're not even aware of. You're creating your reality from beliefs that you aren't even aware of. Like if I tell you, if I ask you, Do you believe that you are not worthy of making $100,000? And you consciously tell me like, no, of course I am worthy of that. But then your bank account doesn't reflect that. It's probably because there's some type of subconscious block 
that says that limiting belief is true. So I'm going to go ahead and project that onto my life. Okay. So your conscious mind, right? When we look at modern day manifestation techniques, they will all say like, go buy a crystal that will attract love into your life by this rose quartz or state your affirmations 850 times in the mirror and you will feel worthy. But will you? Because you're consciously taking that action. But like I said, the conscious mind only has the capability of affecting your reality at a 5% maximum. So where does that point us? That points us back to the subconscious. And when I say subconscious reprogramming, I'm talking about changing these beliefs, these ideas in the back of your mind, these things that you aren't aware of, bringing them to awareness and shifting them in order for them to work for you, in order to create the life that you want to create. And when I do my work with clients, I bring in these tools like hypnosis, EFT tapping, kundalini yoga, and meditation, because all of these tools in combination, they have the capability, or alone, they have the capability of reprogramming the mind to shift your reality. Okay, so this podcast today is not going to be about subconscious reprogramming. Maybe it will in some sense. It may spark some things within you in that way, but I'm staying away from the subconscious today. I'm going to talk about you know, the shifts that we can take because we have to use both pieces of our mind. We have to use our conscious mind and we have to use our subconscious in order to change because we can change all of these subconscious programs. But if we aren't consciously putting in the effort or taking the action, then that manifestation will never feel safe to you. And let me tell you, the only reason why you haven't received what it is that you think you want is because that state of being, that version of you who has that thing, it doesn't feel safe to you right now. And that is also something that it took a while for me to accept, right? We'll use the example again of relationship. If you want a healthy, you know, relationship with someone who loves you, and you're trying to manifest or create some type of connection like that in your reality, you will subconsciously hold yourself back from doing that if love does not feel safe to you. You know, if you've had a fucked up perception of love since childhood or from a past relationship, if you have trauma that you haven't healed, you will hold that. You can consciously say, I want a relationship, right? I want a loving relationship, but you will subconsciously push that loving relationship so far, far away from you out of, you know, the need to protect yourself. Because at the end of the day, all of the brain wants to do is to keep you safe. And safety, honey, safety is childhood. Safety is childhood. If your parents had a fucked up version of love, That's what's safe to you. The toxic relationship is safe to you. I'll use this example that I was talking about the other day with my sister. She's telling me she wants to have more fun. She wants to be more free. She wants all of these, you know, pleasurable things to happen for her. And then she she goes, you know, and she takes on more commitment and more responsibility for herself. 
And I'm looking at her like, why did you do that? And I told her my psychoanalyzation. If you're in my life, hello. <laughs> you know I will psychoanalyze you with, um, with no type of hesitation. She asks me, or I tell her, sorry. The only reason you just put so much burden on your plate or so much responsibility on your plate is because it feels safer to you to be stressed and to be overworked and overwhelmed than it does for you to relax. When you relax, it feels like something is wrong with you or you need to be doing something, okay? And these are subconscious programs that we have to be aware of. And like I said, the conscious mind goes hand in hand with this. Today, I'm going to be talking about ways that you can consciously, you know, make that version of you feel safer or make that manifestation feel safer to you today because they both go hand in hand. Okay. So and I want you now to just envision your next level, whatever that means to you. Maybe it's an income level. Maybe it's an emotional state of being. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a career, a job, a material thing like a car, a house, a family. Envision your next level and ask yourself, how, what do I have? How do I act? What do I feel? And how is this version of me who has this thing different than me right now? Okay, how is this version of me that has this thing different than me right now? And if you named something material, if you said you want, you know, a certain amount of money, whatever it is, I want you to now reflect what is the emotional state that I think will come when I have this thing? Maybe it's security. Maybe it's acceptance. Maybe it's freedom. What is the emotional state that you're telling yourself you will have when you have this thing? Because the truth is that emotional state will not necessarily appear when you have that. In order to manifest an emotional state, you have to start making that state of being feel safe to you. And a good, good example of this is money. It's money and it's also, we can tie in freedom in there and the idea of receiving. I'm going to tell you a story. So I had someone in my, I might have shared this before, I had someone in my personal life, well, not even my personal life, it was someone that I had met, and they were telling me all about how they get no help, and they're so exhausted, and they're always there to take care of each other, and they wish that they could just have help, and they're, you could say that they were desiring or trying to create a reality where they feel more supported, Right. And then later I had bought this person a beverage and it wasn't expensive. It was probably like two dollars or something like that. And they kept having this overwhelming guilt that I had bought them this and they kept requesting that um, I allowed them to pay me and all of these things. 
And I'm just noticing like how you say you want help, right? Or you want to feel supported, but being supported doesn't feel safe to this person because they can't even accept, you know, a beverage, something as simple as that. And now when we take it to a larger scale, right? This person, they want help with their children. How do they expect to get help from their children when they can't even help or receive help from a beverage? It's because receiving help, receiving support doesn't feel safe to this person, probably because they never felt supported in their lives. So the thing that's separating you, right, from having whatever this version of you has, whatever your next level is, it's because the emotional state that comes with that in your mind, it's not safe to you. So a modern day teaching too with um, spirituality manifestation, this is something that I do think is correct in some aspects, but incorrect in others. And that is to inversion envision, sorry, that next level of you, and then just leap into that version of you to start doing exactly what they do to, you know, convince yourself that you're living that lifestyle, you're doing that thing, you have that life, blah, blah, blah. Um, And I want to let you in on the fact that if you decide to take this major change, one, you will probably quit within a week. And number two, it will feel, it will literally fry your nervous system. And when I say fry your nervous system, you will be pushed so deep into a hole of integration of fight or flight of stress hormones being released. Because you can't just jump into this new version of you. You have to make that version of you feel safe first. So how do we do that? This is how. This is freaking how. (laughs) You become this version of you, right, through small, small, tiny incremental shifts. What do I mean by that? You have to start to evaluate the emotional state that will come with, you know, that thing that you want with your next level. And then you have to start normalizing that emotional state in a way you know, that is incremental. It doesn't have to cost you any time, money, anything like that. And here's an example. Let's say that you want to feel more pleasure, right? You want to be more pleasure or pleasure. You want to feel more pleasurable. You want to really just step into your feminine flowy energy. So maybe that 1% shift is to take a bath once a week or to go on a walk in nature whatever makes you feel pleasurable i can't tell you what that is but that's what you have to start to influence in your life in small increments right so you go about it that way but you also go about it in the way of evaluating what you would do if you had this thing and then start doing that So one of that would be, I'll give you this example of something I'm working on right now. I am looking to move out of my house probably um, somewhat soon. And one thing that I've started doing in small shifts is to normalize, you know, like cleaning more because that's a habit I would want to take into my new home. 
and also buying groceries more frequently because I'm normalizing those two things, right? That's being normalized to my nervous system so that once I'm in my new home, it doesn't feel like a fucking shock to my body that I have to do all of these things now. Because, like, I could go leap into this thing if I had the money, or if I kind of do have the money, I could just go leap into it and go buy my, uh, go buy an apartment, go get a new house. But if I really did that, it would send my whole entire life essentially completely into shock, into fight or flight. And if you're on the healing path, you don't want to take this gigantic leap right? Because it's just going to cause this trauma response in you. And the reason why we do small, small shifts, one is because we're going to stay devoted. Let's use like a workout routine, for example. Um, Let's say you're trying to manifest a healthier lifestyle and you want to start working out. So you try to implement working out in, let's say like three times a week or even twice a week. Right. So that's probably going to be sustainable. That's something that you're most likely going to stick to rather than telling yourself, okay, I'm going to do a 30 minute workout, a one hour workout every single day. If you commit to something every single day after not doing it at all, the chance is you're probably not going to sustain it because it's not going to feel safe to you. That's why we take small, small shifts. Because when we do too much at once, in a way, it's a trauma response of, like, needing to escape where we are. So we're putting in all of this work because we need to get out of our current situation. And that goes against the whole idea of surrender and accepting what's in front of you, right? I think that's something that I need to mention as well. When it comes to manifesting, you don't have to feel like you need to do it. You need something different. In a way, you could say that constantly manifesting something is actually making you ungrateful for the situation in front of you, for the life in front of you. And the thing with, like, feminine energy, it's inside of all of us, but this is, like, specifically if you're a woman, you have a womb, the idea of the feminine is that the idea of you know, birthing something, of bringing human life into this physical reality, and also birthing out of, you know, your creative portal, whatever that means, whether it's a business, a job, a creative idea, piece of art, the feminine is always going to want to create. And that's why when it comes to manifestation, I really love to use the term creation over manifestation because manifestation sometimes can make it sound like this whole woo-woo idea of this is what you need to do in order to get the thing you want. This is manifestation. When really, we're always manifesting because we're always creating. They're both the same thing, right? Manifestation is just a fancy label we smack onto it to sound more new agey in this realm of everyone acting like they're God, right? So the reason why we take small shift shifts is, you know, it feels safe to us when we implement things in small shifts. We're able to actually stick with these changes 
And when we take small shift after small shift after small shift after small shift, it's not like all of these add up perfectly into like, you know, we take three small shifts, so we get three changes. No, we take five small shifts, we get a fucking massive, huge change that we could never even imagine would come to us. Because what we're doing is normalizing a whole new state of being, a whole new state of acting. And when we normalize the state of being or the state of acting that we tell ourselves will come when we get that thing, when we normalize that state before we have our next level, all we're really doing is magnetizing our manifestation, our creation to us because it finally feels safe. It finally feels like it's normal. It's almost like once we do this, we're like, oh yeah, of course, (laughs) of fucking course. Now, like, how do I not have this thing, right? So what I want you to take away from this today is a few things. One is that you can start to change and shift your reality now. And it's a constant kind of game of what do I want? You know, what do I want? What do, um, well, how do I act if I have this thing that I want? And then how can I make that action or that feeling safe state normal to me now? And when we normalize all of these different things, all we really do is just magnetize that thing toward us to the point where when it arrives in our reality, we're like, this should have been here months ago. Like, of course. And that's the good thing. Because when you're manifesting something, let me tell you right now, anything in your life, right, around you, it's a neutral charge. And I mean that by like, look at your phone or whatever you're listening to this podcast on. Every time you pick up your phone, you're not like, oh my God, like my phone. I'm so grateful I have my phone. No. You're just like, this is my phone. But maybe at one point when you didn't have a phone and you got a phone, you were like, wow, I can't believe I have a phone. I'm going to do all these things on my phone. I'm so grateful for my phone. And that's also why I don't, like, I think gratitude is very important. Don't get me wrong. But this new age idea of like, I am so grateful for my life and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's great to be grateful, but are you just faking it? Because, like, I know you want more than that. And also, you know, when you say you're so, so grateful for this thing that you don't have yet, you're putting all of this charge on it. You're putting all this positive, positive charge on it. And the fact is, when it comes into your reality, it should feel neutral. And I'll give you an example with my car, right? I had just bought a car a couple of months ago. And previously, I was using um, like a a 20-year-old beat up, like rolly window car. And I could have bought a car probably two years ago, like a nice new car. But I decided to wait because my poverty mindset was like, we can't afford that. We can't afford that. That's a fucking lie. Um, Anyway, it's because, you know, that didn't feel safe to me, obviously. And when I did this work, I started to make this, this idea of driving around in a new car feel safe to me. And it was almost like before, in the week or so, before I had purchased my car, 
it felt neutral to me in the fact that I remember being in my room and needing to go out and I could already imagine myself driving away in my new car and it wasn't even in my driveway yet. And it wasn't this whole charge of like, new car, blah, blah, blah. It was just like, yeah, I know that that will be there. And then a week later, it was there. Because when we put all of this like, I will feel this way and this is a promise of this is what I'm going to do. And I will be so grateful. Yeah, like being grateful is amazing. I think we all need to create space and time to be grateful. But at the same time, anything that you're receiving in your reality you're probably not thinking about your gratitude for 95% of the day. You're probably just like, yep, that's there. Thank you very much. And that's also, you know, a topic that I want you to think about is this whole idea of like neutrality and normalizing things. That's the way to pure creation. How to create something from your heart is to make it feel neutral to you instead of making it feel so, so far away. I think that's all I have to say today. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please um, follow. Why not, right? My name is Gabby. You can connect with me on Instagram at feistyhippie or, 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 or you can type in my website onto the Google or the Safari, www.feistyhippie.com. There's a list of all of my services there. I do one-to-one coaching. I do group programs all this good stuff. And in my private sessions, I actually um, go deep, deep, deep into these manifestation techniques and help you figure out the 1% shifts needed for you to create a whole new reality for yourself. I love you so much. Thank you for listening and I will catch you next time.